This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with the director of the Pump House Center for the Arts, uh, John Payne, who was the former uh, CHS principal. Um, recently, I heard you were like, you owned a shop downtown Chillicothe, and then you- Yeah, sure did. And you did, uh, what else In did you do? galaxy, far, far away. Well, and then you also did some movie studio work or oh, something. Oh, my dad was at a driving theater. He brought the driving theaters to Southern Ohio, so. And you unfortunately so I, had to I close them. That. Yeah, I closed them. Yeah. <laughs> well, not you. When but. the VCR cut to be less than $200. <laughs> yeah, you, everybody was coming to the drive-in on a Tuesday and Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, uh, during COVID, they probably would have been. They've been yeah, everybody now says, well, you should have kept it everywhere. Yeah. Now, since 1985. <laughs> sure. Just waiting for COVID. <laughs> and now that it's. Next year, next year. <laughs> now that it's kind of on its way out, thank goodness. Uh, and well, fingers crossed. Really there you go. That didn't take over. Yeah. Um, so, John, we I always start out with uh, three questions uh, just to kind of break the ice. Uh, first question is your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot. Yeah. Well, I uh, always have to go with uh, Carl's for breakfast. Yeah. We, Julie, my wife, and I eat there at least once a week and have a nice breakfast there. It's always it's always good food and uh, it's wonderful. Mark Trainer's a great guy and absolutely uh, always like to be around him. His son works in there also, so yeah. You're not the only one that said Carl's. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Carl's is good. And when when I uh, uh, my office was right next door to Carl's uh, several years ago, that I ate at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and. Uh, so I've kind of taken a break. I can tell. I know. I know. That's why we are on a podcast and not a video. <laughs> uh, uh, dinner, I like. Uh, it sounds elitist, but uh, I've, we've been members of the country club for you know fifteen years or so. And sure. Not a golf member, but uh, we like we like it up there. And, yeah. Uh, they have reasonably reasonably priced food, and the membership's not that much. And you run into people that you know, and sure, and you get to know the help really well, and so it's kind of a good thing it's a, so it, it runs you know it's it's very competitive with just if you just eat out at red lobster or place like that sure i think yeah and, uh, doesn't cost you that much more plus you get the benefit of memberships so yeah plus like that linda cushman's a does a great job as the general manager up absolutely there to keep it keep it looking nice keeping looking at fresh and uh, brian is the chef yeah. And he keeps a nice menu going and a fresh menu going. And, uh, yeah. But you can only eat up there Wednesdays and Fridays. Or and right now, tonight's the patio night. So they have opened up the patio. Which is a perfect night tonight. If anybody out there would uh, like to be a member, I'd be glad to sponsor you. I think they give me a reduction in my fees. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> uh, and we skipped over lunch. Oh, lunch. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. That's a toss up. I love Taylor's. I was a guest. Uh, guest cook down there when they were doing the fish fry for a couple of weeks this year and, uh, yes awesome uh, you know back uh, uh during lent okay and um, my my neighbor joe weathersby was doing it and he had to go on vacation so i took over for a couple of weeks but as a chs principal i was cooking fish 
every fall during our annual fish fry. So sure. we were used to doing a thousand pounds of fish during those events. Yeah. So it wasn't anything new for me. Yeah. Just to do a little fish fry. And but I, I like Taylor's because I I think they have the best hamburger in town. It's yeah. Very good. It's a good one. Yeah. I, I bounce between there and the paint. Okay. You know, Keith has that tenderloin sandwich. Oh yeah. Been Huge. around forever. And although Mark Trainer would argue from from uh, Carl's Carl's that uh, his is better. He yeah. even gave me a taste test one time. I said I don't know. I, I still can't, I gotta go with the paint. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Go well, the they're all good. I mean, <laughs> they're all good. And we all can't go to right. the same you don't one. Need to weigh two hundred pounds, why not? Yeah, right. Me either. <laughs> uh, early riser, night owl, or both. Probably, uh, it's, probably an early riser for right now. Yeah, it changes. Um, it's going to be changing. My wife's retiring on the twenty eighth uh, this month, and so That's we don't typically get up at six o'clock. Um, and uh, but I think we're going to be sleeping in from here on out. Yeah, so that'll be fine. Wow, what's that going to be like? Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't know. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, what book are you, What book are you reading, or have you read that you'd like to share? I, uh, I'm sort of a fan of historical biographies, so I've read all the works on Teddy Roosevelt, for example, yeah. Lincoln. I, I tend to go into those, uh, Grant, Washington, those historical figures that have been around, and yeah. hopefully you learn a little bit about their leadership uh, qualities, and that's sort of what I always um, went towards, especially being a principal, you, you know, you want to, uh, yeah. you want to, you know, Get some insight into what made them tick. You know, Lincoln surrounding himself with guys that ran against him. For example, he put those people on his cabinet. People who ran against him against Which is, for president. Yeah, you, you don't, wouldn't, people wouldn't do that today. Well, that they sure wouldn't. They wouldn't do it today. No. But he did. Yeah, and it, it's really good. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to uh, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, Dr. Gavis actually told me about it. And so it's a long listen. It's like, if you looked at the Audible, it says like 23 hours. Oh, but uh, that's a long time. I've not into the audio book, so I I have just because of time. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Just going to and from work or something. Yeah. Turn it on. Or now I'm starting to run and exercise, so that's what I... Most people listen to music. With your earbuds. I don't, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, the pump house. So you've had a heck of a year this year, or uh, in the past year. Were, was the pump house open, closed during COVID? A little bit of both. We had to close about three months. Yeah. Uh, right during the middle of it. So during the summer months, we were closed, but then we reopened and uh, had some shows. And I, I, I came on as director in se- late September. Okay. And. I set up a, a, a calendar for the this year, uh, which has worked out real well. Um, so we're gaining some momentum. Yeah. Um, the, financially, the pump house is on solid ground. That's great. Um, and what I've been able to do is uh, by getting the shows in there, you get traffic moving through there. And then um, I've sort of revamped the gift store. Yeah. We talked before we started up. I used to have a run a gift store in yeah. the primitive store down 24 East Main and it was a gift store frame shop and so it's I sort of fell right back into that mode yeah and the you know the framing also we had a, I had a gallery so I, I kind of have an idea about uh, how to do this you know, I was a biology teacher, so I always tell the artists, I, I can I can dissect a frog better than I can tell you what your paintings were. <laughs> but it looks nice. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so th- 
all of that's going well. I think our rentals right now are um, something that I, we're trying to get back, and, and I don't think people are renting that much. Sure. Renting venues because they still don't want to gather a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm looking for that to break any time now since the governor's lifting the mask mandate and the CDC has lifted it. Can they um, just rent the grounds instead of the inside for like a tent since it'll be yeah, outside? And of course, you have to have, have the inside. And all yeah. that stuff. So it yeah. kind of gets pricey that Sure, but you have a rest, um, but restroom. The memberships have been going well. I've Good. gotten a lot of uh, new members, and uh, I think that that's something that can sustain us. We're over, I, I, you know, we're looking around 300 members right now. Good. So I'd like to see 1,000 members. How can you become a member? Uh, you just, uh, I, on, if you go to our website, we have, you can see how, how to become a member. You just um, write us a check. For a senior, it's $20 if you're wow, that's reasonable. $30, uh, 50 for family, $100 for donor. Okay. Uh, $375 uh, will get you one free rental of the pump house for five and a half hours. Wow. So a $500 membership will get you two free rentals, and then the $750 will get you three. Wow. So those are pretty reasonable, I think. That's, I'd say. Especially I had no idea. If you have a small business and you've got a few employees and you'd like to entertain them and their families, and you can get somebody like uh, Yvonne Hooks or, uh, or Linda Cushman to cater it for you. Sure. And then you're, you've got a nice little party. Yeah. And you're supporting the pump house. Yeah. Which really, the pump house is existing. We exist uh, basically to um, preserve that jewel in the park. Yeah. And, and uh, that that jewel has been there since 1883. And that jewel was revived. Was that from you? Is that... Well, did I, I read that? I had a hand, uh, Steve Steele and I had a hand in that yeah. because in the late seventies, uh, it was on the on the book on the docket uh, for the city council to tear it down. Sure. And uh, Steve brought it to my attention, and we both lived on Church Street, and where we were restoring eighteen forties brick houses, and he, yeah, you know, he couldn't see it being torn down, but they had allocated five thousand dollars to tear it down, and we went to the JCs because we were looking for a haunted house venue, and so Steve and I gave a presentation. The council. I gave a historical background. Steve uh, gave the arm twisting background. And between the two of us, they said, "Okay, well, we'll not tear it down. We'll give it to you for a dollar. See what you do with it." Wow. So we ran, we ran, uh, ran the pump house through it. Uh, got a friend of ours who was going to architecture school to draw up the roof and the building gutters, which were basically destroyed, and uh, put some money into it. Fifteen thousand, probably, I guess. At that, Stevie, Back he then, remembers yeah. it better than better than I do. But, you know, you, that only lasted six or seven years, um, and it was great. But then a group of artists um, led by, I think, Ted Pekaisen and got Wilbur Poole involved. Yeah. And a lot of people in in town were, you know, uh, the Russells were involved. There were just a lot of people. There, we have a plaque dedicated to all those people. Fearsomes. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people around that started donating money. But really, it was Wilbur that really stepped. He stepped up to the plate and said, basically, look, he said, I will do it with my company. I will I will do the res- renovation. You pay me back when I can. Wow. I got that from reading a lot in, sure. in the files up there, being the director. Uh, I have accessed all that files and all that history. Uh, and, uh, were you part of the JCs when it was the haunted house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a. That was a. I remember it. I mean, I was young. It was a crazy. It uh, was a great haunted house. It was a great haunted house. And uh, you know, I, there was a lot of alcohol involved. Well, yeah, but, but for the JCs, sure. But, you know, the JCs. 
I mean, so uh, I became a JC, and we we tried to mimic the same thing, but we couldn't find a building anything like that. And yeah, it worked out really good for us. So we yeah. had people backed up and going through that. I remember. Um, I mean, I mean, I was very young. When did you say eighty three? Well, I mean, it's late. Yeah, probably like seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty, eighty one. Yeah, that area. Wow. So I was probably. Six, seven, and I still remember. It was fun. And how awesome that you got to, I mean, renovate or restore uh, one of the most beautiful buildings in the 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 city park. The history behind that is um, the side of the river used to come through Yachtangy Park. Yeah. And then through floods and uh, different things, um, they rerouted it sort of to take it out of the park. It was rerouted either by nature or by man. A little bit of both from what I read. Um, And and just left what they call this little Oxbow Lake, which is the Octangy Lake. Yeah. And, um, but the whole, it was just swampy. It needed drain, but it was just a swampy mess. And people used to dump all their garbage down there. So it's a huge garbage dump. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. I remember I, I, I was with the Kiwanis when we uh, built a shelter house beside uh, the YMCA. And I, I that, broke ground with the mayor at the time. Is that Garrett's? No. Is that Doc Garrett's building or no? No, well, it's Different Kiwanis. One. It's okay. Kiwanis shelter. Okay. I don't, yeah, but it's Kiwanis shelter beside the YMCA, that little shelter house. Yeah. Breaking ground down there. I dug the shovel into the ground and it was just, it was like, it was a trash. It was tra- this trash buried there. I mean, that was just, it's a dunk. If that's what it was. And the people wanted to get in the 1800s, late 1800s, wanted to get out of the city. And so they went up on Carlisle Hill and built houses up on Carlisle Hill as the summer houses. A lot wow. of houses on Carlisle Hill or summer. Or summer houses just huh. to get out of what they called the ague. Hmm. But um, they drained the swamp and and uh, cleaned it up and and attempted to turn it into a park. And one of the first things they did, they needed a, a pump house. They needed a place to, a centralized place to pump water from. Yeah. Because we had no fire hydrants in 1883. No fire hydrants. You know, they were still hauling water to burning buildings. Yeah. So they put in this centralized, huge pumping station and they architecturally built a gym. They did. Because they wanted to make it beautiful for this new park that they were developing. Wow. And, you know, if there's two big rooms in the pump house, one of them was for the boilers, mm-hmm. one of them was for the pumps. And then outside of it, there was a well, and they pumped out of this 30-foot wide, 20-foot deep well, they pumped water up to where uh, Bowman and uh, Main Street, up on top of Carlisle Hill, you can see a reservoir up there, it's a concrete yeah. reservoir, yeah. Okay. they pumped the water up to that reservoir, and then the water drained from there down to the city and fed the fire hydrants. That's how the whole system worked. Unbelievable. So I had no you idea. You didn't have to pump the, you know, run the pumps all the time. You just had to keep that that uh, reservoir filled. Yeah. And so because, it, you know, the steam engines. So that you've got guys shoveling coal into a furnace to make steam to run those engines because that's how they, they didn't have internal combustion. They didn't have electricity. That's how it all worked down there. Unbelievable. Yeah. I had no idea of that history. Yeah. And then you guys saved it. And did it? Well, it was a wreck when we saw yeah. it. When Steve and I saw it, it was a wreck. And they were they were storing salt. Salt. Inside. Yeah. And you can yeah. still see yeah. uh, the remnants of the bricks uh, from the uh, salt sucking out. A lot of that is just, na- if, you have a, if you have a natural uh, 
brick house and you have a gutter problem and water streams down the gutter, uh, you know, you'll get calcium leaching out mm -hmm. of the brick. And a lot of that is from the bad gutters. Okay. The stuff on the very top is from the bad gutters that were there, just getting it all wet. And then the calcium leaches out of it. And that's what you see those calcium deposits. And then the brick, ornate brick, I mean, it almost looks like a piano. Oh, it's nice. It's yeah. really neat. It's nice. The way yeah. they, they, they did the pallet, they call them paladin windows. Yeah. And then they have a piano keyboard above the paladin windows. Yeah. So all that. And they have bolted ceilings. They spent a lot of time and money on it. And it, uh, Wilbur. Wilbur, yeah. $350,000 was that renovation. And then, and, didn't he? Uh, he didn't get completely paid back, I don't think so. His family could tell us, but. And then uh, there was an idea of uh, doing an expansion, but then that. There's been several expansions okay. uh, that have been thrown out there. But it, uh, one thing we don't have is storage in that building. Sure. So one thing I did is, a, you know, I, I the little storage we did, I hauled out a lot of junk yeah. and uh, organized it all. So the, the storage that we do have is better organized. But we do need storage of some sort. I mean, there's there's been a plan to build. There's a plan to build a building behind it, for example. Yeah. And then Marsh Architect. Was there a coffee shop idea at some but point? Then that was it. Then the other idea was um, most recently in 2014, they had an idea to build a coffee shop where the old well was in a circular fashion, and then behind it put a classroom because we don't have any real classroom space. Mm -hmm. Everything is, has to be portable for us. Sure. So if you have a classroom, it's got to be in the middle of a gallery. So you've got to set it up and break it down, and we're all volunteers. Yeah, it's so hard. It gets into a lot of hard work. Yeah. But it would be nice if we had that. Yeah. But before that, there was also a, on the back side of it, there was an idea to make a double, a bigger gallery, so have a double gallery. So there's been a lot of ideas floated. Hmm. But the thing that we do need is more storage, and the thing that we would like to have is more classroom space. We don't have a classroom, so if we could get that uh, somehow going. But you know, the first things first, we've just got to keep doing what we're doing. We have a good, solid board yeah. um, now, and uh, we've got a lot of people with a lot of great ideas that are uh, leaders in the community, and those those people um, have the the best interests of the pump house at heart. Yeah, and if we can follow through with that and make sure we're running on an even footing, then we can maybe go back to the public and say. Hey, Let's do some things. Sure. Um, so tonight you have an exhibit, and it's is it the best of show? Is that people's choice? People's choice. Like I said I had come up with uh, gallery ideas. I was yeah. researching uh, Jim Bennett, one of my uh, volunteers. He said, "You know, we haven't had. I don't think we've had a photography show." So yeah. So uh, well, we'll just do people's choice. And uh, so tonight is a photography show uh, yeah, with had, just local artists, right? We've had it. Well, it's, yeah. Actually, I open it up to anybody. Mainly, it's just the local artists, local photographers. Okay. And we, they've submitted some really great work. We've got uh, 53, I think, uh, 53 different uh, works of uh, photography in the show. And we opened the show on May the 5th. And then we're um, now people have been voting. Yeah. Now, I, my whole idea was just get enough money to pay for the ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> you don't so, like to have a show and have it going the whole. So you charged uh, a dollar, dollar a ticket or yeah. uh, eight tickets for five dollars. Okay, and that money went to you thought the ribbons. Do you yeah. know, how much have you have you? How well, much we're four hundred dollars right now. Holy cow! Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought that? That's great. Yeah. That's so people thought. are engaged and and we've had traffic. So we've had traffic and we had gift sales. Yeah. So our gift sales are up. Uh, for this month, and it's you know better than any any month we had last month. Although our month in April was 
better than any month since I can find records back to 2014. We haven't had a month like we had in April. Wow. And that was mainly due to Shelly Pocock having the, the uh, Earth, Day. Earth Day. Yeah. Because we had 300 people come through on Earth Day, and most everybody bought something. Wow. So it was just real, it was really a, a, a really rewarding. Did I see that, see that that was your first Earth Day experience? Uh, that was not my okay. first. I've been doing Earth Days. A long time. Since I was an elementary principal. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, Shelley's. Uh, that was my first with Shelley. Yes. I've always, we yeah. always did something for birthday at the, the high school or. Well, she puts on a good show. She she has. Uh, she does a nice job. She, she does a nice job. The bands and the. She had money raised from last year. Yeah. She goes out and solicits funds, and uh, she had eighteen vendors. She had a bandstand set up, and she had bands playing all day. And a food vendor, uh, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a food vendor and a coffee vendor. Yeah. So, but it was it was uh, downscaled from what she normally does, but it yeah. turned out obviously great. it worked for the worked pump for house. Us. Yeah. It worked for us. Uh, and maybe in years past it wasn't open the pump house when that. I think it's always been open. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about the upcoming exhibits you have for the year. Well, uh, this next month is going to be celebrating artists of color. Okay. And June is a good month for that because. Uh, uh, Juneteenth has become a more of a significant date. It's when uh, Lincoln uh, made the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. So uh, we have. Uh, I contacted uh, Stuart Beverly. Um, has had did a show back in 2007, and we've reached out to a lot of local artists. So uh, we hope we have a good turnout. But Stuart's a prolific artist, and he's got enough to mount and show himself. So I worked out a deal with Stuart to so if you... get as many things in as we can, and we're not going to open the, the balcony. Just like on this one, we, we've got 50 uh, works of uh, photography uh, packed into the downstairs. 30 is uh, a good number. Yeah. So I told him, you know, just we'll get what we can and then you'll fill in the rest. Yeah. I think that's what we're going I've to not that's heard of him, so doing. it'll be fun and, to watch. Yeah, it'll be good. And then uh, well, all, all the shows are going to be really good. I mean, the uh, the show we have in uh, in July is a, a, a show I had the list in front of me. I, so, I'm sorry. I totally put him on the spot, no, by the way. A, he, that's, he, a, he, that's okay. I didn't give him any agenda, and that's kind of how it's I... It's a high school student that's, that won our best of show. And um, I'll think of it in a second. That's okay. But and and also a seasoned artist. So I'm it's I'm calling it you know generations. So you're getting a high school student and a senior artist that are putting together the work together. A, a mature artist, is yes. that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So in, and then in August I've got a, a fellow who uh, does um, he's a retired dentist from Cincinnati. His name's Robert Kroger, K-R-E-G-E-R. -E and his father was an artist. And since he gave up the dental tools, he's picked up the artist's brush. Hmm. And he specializes in painting barns, pictures of barns. And he's gone around to every, every uh, county in the state of Ohio, all 88, and painted at least one barn in those counties. Hmm. What barns he painted here in Ross County? He painted the uh, Maxwell Barn out on 180. Okay. And then he painted the uh, Jones Barn Yeah. Um, out on uh, Charleston Pike. So he's got a couple of barns in here, and he's going to be looking around to paint some more barns. Hmm. He really likes to get a, a piece of wood off of it, and then he makes a frame for the barn. 
Well, that's and I'm hoping he does uh, the barn. That, when I grew up, I grew up behind the Elmdale Range on Jarman Road. And my dad, he bought that farm in 1952. And in 1968, he sank more money into the barn than he did to buy the whole farm. He had it completely restored. Wow. Uh, and it was an 1830s barn. It's got the rafters on four foot center, and they're all Roman numeraled, and they're all pegged. There's not, there, there weren't any nails in this barn. Wow. And my dad restored it. He built all the foundation. He had, uh, he got a hold of some canal stone, and he brought canal stone up and put the uh, canal stone underneath it, and then he had the whole barn jacked up and then rebuilt underneath it because it was all rotted yeah. and set back down. It has all walnut posts. Is your family still on the farm? No, no. No. He sold it in like 1991. Mm. But it's still out there. The barn's still out there in great shape. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. So, you know, he's doing that show. And then uh, in September, uh, we do the, the Hills, which is open to all artists in the Ross County area. Okay. And it's a, a adjudicated show. So we'll hire a judge and we'll find out who's. You know, Who do you hire for judges, like art teachers or? Well, usually they're yeah. You know, they have some semblance of art. They own a gallery. They're doing something. They uh, they've been in the business for a long time. They're a professor of art. Sure. Um, uh, do you guys have any uh, like art classes, or are you planning on to in the future? I'm still on that. Um, I just got a word yesterday that we normally hook up with Carver Community Center and sponsor art uh, lessons for youth. And I, would, I was just told about that yesterday, informed of it, okay. and um, I'm starting to work on that. Yeah, because we do have some artists that backed off of doing any art classes. Probably because of COVID, COVID sure. Um, but I think there's some interest out there. Good. I think there is. Yeah, because we'll, we'll get going on that again. Get kids involved. And, right. Yeah. I think that's how you get, you know, develop interest, which is kind of what the pump house should be doing. Yeah. It's promoting art throughout all of Southern Ohio somehow. You're right. Art-like things. You know, it doesn't have to be a painting. It can be a sculpture. It can be fabric. There's a lot of different There's things. There's a lot of different things. We're open to anything if anybody has any good ideas. Yeah. Or if anybody out there uh, is real artistic themselves and makes things. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, you know, I've in the gift shop, you know, we've got uh, Teresa Sparks, my neighbor. She makes soap. She called it Island Soap. And shoot, we've sold a ton of that stuff since she's put it in there. Homemade soap. Homemade soap. Yeah. Very nice. Smells good. Lasts a long time. Yeah. Good stuff. That's awesome. I had another girl does does makes cards. She cuts out paper mache and glues things together and makes cards and sells them for a couple bucks. We sold 150 of those cards. Who would have thought? But, yeah, who would have thought that? Uh, of course, Brandon Lawson, I've got him in there. He does the necklaces okay. with the polished stones and silver around the stones. And uh, that's been a new addition. Um, the real big line we picked up for the gift shop was the Jack Pine line. And Jack Pine has this studio right outside of Hawking Hills. And he blows glass. And, and we've sold a lot. Of, there's a lot of people collect the Jack Pine pumpkins. Oh, is that what he does? Pumpkins? Uh, or is, there, yeah. is that his specialty? That's yeah, a specialty. Okay. And um, so we've sold a lot of that. Wow. A lot of that. has been a real good sale for us. Um, kind of ended though, is what, what are the um, hours? I, I don't even know the hours of the pump house. Well, we've expanded. We, we picked up a few more um, uh, volunteers. And so we've been able to expand. And now we're open uh, 11 to 4 on Tuesdays and Wednesdays okay, and Saturdays, 11 to 4. Thursdays and Fridays, 
See, I took a tour downtown. Oh, I talked to all the merchants downtown. Yeah. They said, well, you really need some evening hours. You can't be closing at four. You need to get open till at least six. Yeah. And so on Thursdays and Fridays, now we're open till six. And uh, we're getting a little bit of traffic as people find out. And that's sure. hopefully some of your listening audience will recognize that. And so when they get off work and they need to, need, they'd like to go out and uh, maybe before dinner, go out to and see a nice show. Right. They could do a little gallery. Now, do you, with us. do you see a lot of um, locals or do you see even people from different cities come in? We, you know, we, had, we had people that camped from Wisconsin come in a couple of weeks ago, for example. They were camping out at Tallahalla. And I said, well, they said Hocking Hills was full. And then we just got the uh, brochure from the uh, Chillicothe Ross Visitors Convention. Bureau. Yeah, Convention Center. And they said, you're, you were on it, so we, we came down. That's great. Yeah, so we're you know we're getting we're getting. The I'm fact. sure as more people know people about it. Town. Yeah. So that that's all good. That's it what is. we need. Absolutely. That's what we need. We need people to come to and see what the local artists have. You, you know, it's if you haven't seen the photography show, there's some really good good works. Of and that's on until the end of the month. Okay. My shows are running from the first part of the month till the end of the month. Okay. Each show lasts that makes it easy. That long. Yeah. So we all can remember, yeah. you know, Michael McGinnell, he's a local artist that lives in Columbus now, but his family has grown up here. And Michael McGinn. Michael McGinn. Okay. McGinn. Yeah. It's McGinn. Michael McGinn. Yeah. I know the and, family. Uh, yeah. What? He'll be here in November and David Pepper. He was head of the democratic party. Okay. Um, he's out of Cincinnati. He's an artist. Um, we're having a show of his in October. And then we're having our holiday show. So if you're out there making things in your workshop, keep us in mind for the holiday show. So we'll take anything that you're making. Well, that's awesome. To sell. That'll be in December. Uh, John, I, I can't thank you enough for coming and talking about the pump house. And uh, hey, we go on if you want to. I can, I can talk all day. Well, we can, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm mindful of your time. I know you're, you've got uh, an event tonight. So. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Well, thanks again, and uh, hopefully we can all as a community and even uh, people outside our community can see the gym and, and the uh, Yachtangy Park called the Pump House Center for the Arts, and it's at Enderland Drive? I don't even know what that is. One Enderland one, Circle. Okay, one Enderland Circle. And uh, thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate it.